pause for thought and join in the barking with Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog. Hey, welcome to The Mindful Dog. And today we're going to introduce a application that's sweeping the nation called Poor Planet. It helps you to find dog parks, groomers and all those kind of things. We talked to the inventor and the creator on the Sunday Cafe. Oh man, Travers. Magic talk. Let's sort your dog out. What is your dog doing that you don't like? Let's be honest, there'll be something. And a man who can help is, of course, the wonderful man we have every single Sunday, just about, is Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs. And it's a pleasure to have you back. Darren, how are you? I'm good, Roman. How are you today? Spookily cleary. You're very clear. You're in the Hamilton studio, I believe. I am. Yeah, I'm oh. in the not-so-sunny Hamilton studio today, shall we say. Yeah. Oh, okay. But but foggy. Okay. All right. So it doesn't matter what the issue is. It could just be a slight tweak, like the barking at the door, the not coming back when you call the dog, all that kind of stuff. Trust me, Darren can get this sorted. I've seen him do it live in action with Izzy the Waimarana. So get your call in now on 0800 844 Let's rip straight into something brand new. What is Poor Planet? Yeah, so um, I, I came across it. Um, somebody recommended it to me, actually, uh, a client. And I don't know about you, but when you're um, out looking uh, for places to take your dog, there's some, there's some really good places, but there's lots of places you can't go. And there's some pretty hefty fines if you're found with a dog in places that you're not meant to be. So um, wouldn't it be awesome if you had this um, a really easy way just to type in, I'm here, put your postcode in, and bang, it tells you where your dog, local dog parks are or your local vets and all those kind of things. Okay. Um, <coughs> and there's this awesome app that's uh, just been released or rel- uh, relatively recently been released that can do that for you. All right. We've actually <laughs> got the man behind the app with us yeah. live on the radio. G'day, mate. How are you? Is this Tafaro? Hey, yeah. Hey, guys. I'm good, thanks. How are you? Really well. Can I just ask you, you've got a, a lovely name. How do I say your name? Uh, Taff or Tafarel works um, easy. <laughs> Tafarel. Okay. So you tell us about this app and why you brought it to fruition. Um, well, basically, my partner Chloe and I came up with the idea during. Um, well, we ca- we had the idea for a while, and we kind of decided to put um, action uh, plan into action uh, during the first COVID lockdown because we just didn't have much to do. So um, we decided to basically manually pinpoint all the dog parks all around New Zealand, just around the Auckland region. There's about two thousand, so it gives you a gauge of what's going on all around the country. And um, we decided to manually pinpoint all the dog parks. And so just so it's easier for, I guess, the user to be able to just find it within like a space of five seconds, more or less, rather than going onto council websites and getting lost in that whole process. And most people kind of just go and do it and they just follow whoever's at the location, you know. So mm. we managed to um, do that in terms of the dog parks. And then we decided, hey, look, we could add, we could kind of have it as a pocket guide with everything you're going to need. So we decided to have uh, vets, groomers, um, dog walkers, it, any kind of dog-related um, um, business on there as well. And we also have dog-friendly cafes and bars. So um, <laughs> I know there's there's a bit of controversy involved in um, where you can and can't take them in terms of restaurants. You know, you don't sometimes you get turned the blind eye and you're like, right, you you're not allowed a dog here or whatever. So we tried to. Um, add that into it as well so yeah can, can i just say that's an extraordinary started. change in my lifetime i've never seen dogs in cafes and restaurants and now it seems to be pretty much the norm darren is that something you've been seeing as well um yeah at the moment yeah definitely it's changing isn't it i mean i'm used to um the sort of european sort of style so in france if you don't take a dog into a restaurant you're just not a normal person so gee <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah all right darren you must have some questions here too 
Yeah, I was quite keen. Um, I, I was just sort of reading around on on the app, and and, and what what's your little dog, Scooter, isn't it? Yeah, his name's Scooter. Yeah, he's a rescue. So he's our first dog, um, and we didn't really know what to do or or anything like that when we first started. So we kind of des- designed this as well specifically to kind of promote it through SBCA and all the other sites, um, adoption centres, to, to give them some kind of direction for the first dog owners. And even if you're not a first dog owner, it gives you a bit of direction as to where you can and can't take them in terms of hikes and trails and beaches and all that sort of thing. Because there's so many rules and regulations, which is completely understandable because the, the councils have... Um, have a task to do in terms of protecting our endangered wildlife, which is, you know, pretty high up there on the priorities. So if you can align those kind of things and promote the, the well-being of those animals, you know, you should be able to work out where you can and contact dogs. Yeah, I noticed that um, I was doing a little search and you came up with, uh, on a website, one of my friends, Friends with Tails. Um, oh, yeah. Sort of rescue yes. place, yeah. So I work quite a lot with those guys, um, with uh, their rescue dogs. So, yeah, so really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's a really good yeah. idea. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that when you hear things like this, Tafferil, you kind of go, oh, why didn't I think of that? Well, it's such <laughs> a simple idea to bring everything together on the one place. Now, for those who are new to apps, how do people find yeah. your app, Poor Planet? So you can find it. Uh, oh, it's completely free as well to download. There's no cost or anything associated with it. It's completely free. You can download it on your Apple Store or Google Play. You just type in Poor Planet NZ or Poor Planet, and it should come up. It's the one with the light blue um, logo. Um, and, yeah, it should bring up everything. It, it does need a sign-in, and some people are kind of like, why do I need a sign-in? But it's just so you can have your own account because mm. we have a system where you can rate um, your parks, beaches, hikes and trails, cafes, all that sort of thing. You can put your own rating on it, give it a, like like a zero to five star rating and add a little comment. So that's kind of why we need it. And we also have an online vet service. Um, so it's all for the non-emergency stuff, obviously. So if you, your dog has an emergency, you obviously need to take them to a vet. We're not trying to shortcut anything. We're just trying to make it mm. easier. So if your dog has any dietary um, things that are going on or any allergies that are non-urgent, but you can speak to a vet over um, a Skype interview or something like that, um, it's only 32 50 um so it's way cheaper than going in and um all this sort of stuff especially with the covid thing happening so we've managed to shortcut that process but um that's there as well for you, the, you've for done the a great job you've done god's work here darren are you registered mm. on there i am yeah and i'm actually going to put a, a link on my website um so people can find it on my website if they want to as well okay all right that sounds really good so the other question i've got for you is how do companies who are listening to this going oh i want to be part of this how do they get involved with the app and be mentioned on poor planet right so the the way we've chloe and i have set it up is that um so if you're directly a dog business so from dog friendly accommodation online shops groomers walkers all that sort of thing there is a small fee associated with it so it's um we've kind of kept it low which is 130 dollars for the year um, and you basically, the way we priced it is that if you get one or two people from it, you basically make your money back. So it's not that risky of an investment and it helps us with all our development costs because Chloe and I aren't developers by trade. I, I'm a physiotherapist by, um, by trade and Chloe works in insurance. So we have nothing to do with the app uh, industry or anything. We've outsourced and uh, paid a reasonable amount of money. So it just helps us with, um, with funding in that way, you know, just to plug a few gaps and then we can opt for the higher servers and, and that sort of thing. And we're also looking for a main sponsor. So if anyone um, potentially wants to come on board and be the main sponsor, that would be awesome. <laughs> well, you just might get that. I mean, have you thought of approaching one of the big doggy dog food type companies? I'm sure they'd be into that kind of thing. 
Yeah, so we've currently got a, a temporary um, contract with Purina coming up in this right. next little bit, mm-hmm. which is awesome. So they'll be featuring uh, a little adver- advert um, down the bottom. So, yeah, and the other thing is we're looking for a pet insurance company. So that'll complete all the categories that we have, sure. a pet insurance company and an online pet food company. And we've got a, uh, quite a few updates coming in in this year. Hopefully we can, we can implement, um, which really promotes um, users to – be able to walk their dog um, and, you know, and you gain rewards for walking your dog and also um, you gain health benefits yourself, okay. you know, so that, that's, the, that's the goal and the plan of attack. But there's no cost here involved for me. Like, you know, so if I've got a dog, I register. It's for those who have businesses that have to pay. Is that how it works? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. So it's completely free otherwise. Um, if you're using it, it's free. Um, and the other thing to note is that the way we've designed it, so when you log in initially, only the first 100 of any category will come up because we've done that to stop the app from lagging and people like, oh, it doesn't work in my area when I search something else or whatever. Mm. But you just need it in the search bar. You just need to type in um, a a different location and it will come up with the first 100 in that area. And if we don't have anything, then it will come up with a different area. Um, So that's kind of how it's worked. We've stopped it from lagging kind of thing. And you can also send us a request. So if you're exploring and you find a cool hike or trail or dog friendly cafe any beach anything like that you can press the plus button in the bottom middle and you can send us a submission which then comes to chloe and i and we cross check it through the internet and we try our best to make sure it's it's obviously legit and then we activate it and say user submission and so it's it's the best of council website information as well as um you uh user input so that's kind of the database that we're building sorry you've been up for how long We've been out for about five or six months, and we've had about 20, just under 25K downloads. But that's because of the help of um, uh, Seven Sharp, and we've been on ZM Radio, and now you guys. So it's been, honestly, all thanks to you guys. We've literally forked not that much money out into advertising because app development (laughs) is an expensive game in itself. (laughs) I think think what you meant to say was it's all thanks to the Sunday Cafe. But Tafferall, this is great. (laughs) Poor planet. I love it. I love the idea. Well done, you. And... Poor Planet, P-A-W, Planet. Go onto the App Store, yeah. grab that. It's free for use uh, for use with you and your dog. Could I register Izzy the Waimarana or do I have to put my name into it to register? Um, you, like, the only thing that you need to um, match up is your email address. Um, yeah. That's the only thing. You can add whatever name or anything like that that you want. Um, mm. it's, ju- it's just the email address that needs to be... Um, matching a, a current one. That makes good sense. Darren Rowe, any final questions? Um, not so questions, but just to urge people to, to download the app. I did it. It's so quick. It's so useful. As a dog trainer, if I'm working in a certain area and I don't know the area and I need to take a dog in for the park for some training, two seconds and I've got, I know exactly where to go. It was absolutely yeah. really, really useful. Tafferall, well done. And I hope it really takes off like a fat boy in a bakery. Well done, you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for having me on board. I really appreciate it. No, that's absolutely fine. Maybe we should be charging you. I like the idea, though. Poor Planet is the app, and Tafferall Montero there, the developer of the app, him and Chloe. Good on them. That's us Kiwi ingenuity, isn't it, Darren? It's brilliant. Get Scooter, though, for the inspiration for the app. That's true. That's true. All right, get your comments coming through, 3920, or you can put a call in right now and have a chat with Darren Rowe, live in the studio from Hamilton mindfulness for dogs it's all about you connecting with your dog what's not working if something's not working don't start yelling don't get frustrated and start using horrible swear words 
call now and get the best advice. I see there's supposed to be something playing there saying welcome back, but I can do that. Uh, welcome back, Darren Rowe. It's the Sunday Cafe. How are you doing? I'm good, I'm good. So let's talk around dog etiquette because I have to say, as much as I love dogs, I don't want a dog's nose in my poached eggs, which you see in cafes sometimes, don't you? You do, yeah. I suppose I suppose you've got to teach your dog, if you're going to go to a cafe or you're going to go to a coffee shop, you need to teach your dog that settle command or that settling sort of behaviour so they just lie down mm. and, and hopefully fall asleep and uh, ignore anything walking past or particularly food coming out. Yeah, I know. And that must be so hard for a dog. You know as well as I do that we can smell bits and pieces. They can smell every piece of bacon, every sausage, and it must be hell for them in a cafe, really. It must be, but I, I guess it's that training, isn't it? So there's nothing, nothing, uh, um, nothing substitutes the good training, does it? At the end of the no, <laughs> no, it doesn't. And, and get it right from the start. That's the simple thing, I think. And I'm just saying that because I don't train dogs. But doing it right from the start is a good place to start. 0800-844-747 is the number to get that ball rolling with Darren Rowe here from Mindfulness for Dogs. All right, so on the app we just discussed, which of course was Poor Planet, Lots and lots of dog parks, dog park etiquette. People think they know what they're doing and often they don't. It's like, it's okay, it's my dog and he won't bite you and there's dogs going nuts. What is the etiquette? Well, there's a whole load of things really that um, they're unspoken, but that we really should be, it's common sense, I guess, um, a lot of things. But um, I go to dog parks quite regularly and, and I see nightmares and I guess as a canine behaviour, you watch behaviours and you see oh, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And most people react 10 times too late, basically. Um, so the dogs have already decided they're going to have a fight and then we only react when they have a fight. So wouldn't it be lovely if we if we followed the right rules of the, of the unseen rules in the dog park? Then we probably wouldn't have half the number of issues. I know the, the um, dog control um, uh, members, uh, it's always most of the fights happen in the dog parks, to be fair. So um, mm. it would uh, it would give them a bit of a break, I guess. Yeah, okay. Well, there's a few texts rolling, and you can feel free to fire through your question on 3920. It's much better to call. Call now, 0800-844-747. This text says, G'day there. How do I introduce a new staffy puppy to an older border collie? Neighbour, so that they become friends. Neighbour. Okay, a um, bit harder when it's not your dog, but what I would probably do, uh, when we have puppies, we have a, a pen and a crate inside the house. And, and that puppy kind of has, that's where they live. They come out, obviously, but they come out when they're on a lead or when they're controlled by us or we or we can watch them. So what I would do is have that um, have your little staffy in that pen and I would bring the border collie into the house so they can walk around and then they can get used to each other without necessarily interacting. Puppies, unfortunately, do stupid things because they're puppies and border collies are pretty decisive in the way they tell dogs off. So you might end up scaring your puppy if your border collie really tells them off, uh, I've got five border collies. I know what I'm talking about on those score. Mm. Um, so you want to protect your little puppy. You don't want to get scared at that age. So yeah, just just regularly doing that. Um, also on a lead. Um, but the last thing you want is your your little staffy um, puppy playing with a border collie, especially if it's an older one, because staffies will jump on and play, and border collies will not tolerate that, and they get told off big time. Oh, is that right? Ah, okay, well, border collies are the topic du jour here. Here's another one. G'day, Darren. We've got a border collie. It's a two-year-old. Has just started chewing everything around the farm. We have a small farm and is great with other animals. Does not get tired or locked up. Got told we should get another border collie to stop the issue. Also something random. Another question here. Two for the price of one on this text. How do you tell if a bitch is coming on heat? Oh, gosh. Um, well... <laughs> 
I'll, I'll do the second one first. So, so we've got a nine-month-old, uh, just over nearly ten-month-old border collie, Twinkle, and um, she's just going into heat. And the first thing I found was the older dogs, some of the boys, started to sniff her back end a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a normal sign. But the biggest change is her temperament. Man, she is an absolute crazy thing. She is telling off everybody. Mm-hmm. If they look at her, she's telling them off. So, so the behavioural changes will come in. Um, obviously, you can have a look. Normally, you find that the um, that, that area is quite swollen. And, and it's spots. So if you find little spots on the floor, then that's uh, normally a good indication. But we're quite a long way into the season. And normally those behavioural changes and the interest of other dogs will give you that spark. OK. Just another text here saying, please turn the volume up on your guest. He's hard to hear. Just if you can get a bit closer to the microphone there in, in Waikato there, Darren Rowe. Could be. Darren Rowe from Mindfulness for Dogs, 0800 So what else should we should... Actually, just going back to that um, the, the whole bitches thing, and if there's any children listening, I'm not swearing. That is the technical term for a female dog. Should you get them fixed? If you're not going to breed, what's the point in leaving them entire? So... There's a whole medical thing about um, growth plates not forming. Um, so if you if you um, if you fix a dog too early, then those growth plates don't actually close, and you can have quite a few issues there. The, the the research is building now on that score. So most people recommend, or the recommendation is that someone like a border collie, you would you would spay or neuter around sort of 12 to 14 months. I think I've got that right. The older, the bigger the dog, the the longer you leave it. Mm. Um, but there is a kind of um, behavioral thing here because obviously if you leave it too long then you might end up with those behavioral issues that adult male dogs do a bit more aggressive occasionally um but that's just down to training and behavior so you need to get that in place if they're not socialized at the beginning it doesn't matter whether you're new to them or not they're still going to have those unsocialized behaviors um <coughs> do my, my thoughts are that if you're not going to breed and and if you're if you're not a recognized breeder then you're not going to breed basically because you won't know what you're doing and you all end up causing all sorts of issues in my opinion mm. um then then yeah get them neutered get them spayed it's not going to do any harm um mm-hmm. some people would argue but in my opinion having had lots of dogs it's not done them any harm okay as long as you leave it late enough yeah good advice good advice here and of course you know see your own vet and get the medical advice as well but darren rowe is yeah. here to help you with behavioral <coughs> issues with you and your dog really 0800 844 you can text on 3920 you say here to know your dog's personality. How long does that take yeah. <coughs> for us to understand a dog's personality? How long? Oh, well, I suppose it's just watching your dog. And when I say the personality, I mean either extrovert or introvert. So in puppies, in our puppy preschools, we when we introduce our dogs to each other, we'll let all the introverts off first. It's a bit like a playground, isn't it? You let all the introverts, introverts off first. They can run around, get used to each other, and build their confidence. And then you let the extroverts that come in and just run around and jump on everybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least then the introverts aren't too scared because they've got to know. So is your dog an introvert? Is it an extrovert? Because if it's an extrovert and you walk into the park, say at six o'clock and there's hundreds of dogs running around and they're all big boisterous dogs it's not going to cope if it's an introvert and you go early in the morning when there's just a couple of little tiny nice little ones walking around then that might be a better a better experience and remember we're looking for positive experiences with our dogs in dog parks not negative ones yeah true yeah true i was walking up mount eden yesterday and i was having a chat with a lovely sausage dog who didn't want to know me she was very standoffish and i said to the owner does your dog is your dog okay with people? And she said sometimes. And I thought, well, what does that mean? Am I going to lose my fingers or not? So I just kind of yeah. kept walking. Funny little things, sausage it, it, dogs, aren't they? Yeah, dashhounds. They're um, badger 
um, badger killers, aren't they? Oh, really? <laughs> badger hunters, yeah. It's funny with the socialization, how some people say, oh, my dog's good with this and not good with that. Again, it's all down to that initial when they were puppies, what they experienced and, and the positive experiences. So they may have seen, for example, a woman and had a really positive experience with that and seen a guy and had a bad experience. Therefore, they don't like men. They do like women. Mm. It's as simple as that. Make every. It's not just about experiences when they're puppies. It's about positive experiences and positive experiences for the dog, not for us. Yeah. It's that case, yeah. Okay. Then I went up further and I saw a schnauzer. This is all true, by the way. And then I was chatting to a schnauzer, a little miniature schnauzer and the owner had a water bottle that when you undid the lid it had its own little trough thing yeah the dog yeah they're really cool i've seen those yeah i've seen those for a few years now um and they're really good i'd recommend it um on that score always take your own water for the dog because Mm. you can't guarantee that the water in the parks is clean um also with the with the outbreaks of kennel cough at the moment you probably don't want to be sharing water with your dog Ooh, yuck, no, because when you see all the, the residue in a dog oh. bowl that's used by <laughs> numerous dogs, and yeah. that's quite common now through Wellington and other cities, they have dog bowls and dog food outside shops, don't they? Yeah, they do, and and, and it's a great, you know, I love I love it, the fact that they're thinking about the dogs, but from a from an owner, especially with this sort of kennel cough going around, oh. I probably wouldn't be recommending that. Yeah, yuck. Because that can spread pretty quickly through saliva. Oh, so. stop it. And then we... We want to make sure that uh, a good time is often a short time, isn't it? Make those visits short. <clears throat> yeah, it's one of those things, isn't it? I'll just give them another five minutes and then bang, suddenly it kicks off. Dogs dogs will get very excited when they go to the park. So they'll go in there. They're generally pretty excited when they get there, aren't they? But let's say, for example, they're pretty calm when they get in. The more they do, the more excited they get. If that excitement isn't kept in check, it just gets more and more and more excited. A lot of younger dogs don't have that off switch of excitement mm. and then at some point they'll get to a point where it's too exciting and then they'll do stupid things so we want to stop that before that really um, and then that leaves them again with a positive experience not with a negative one so many dogs go to the park have a great time last five minutes do something stupid and then they're dragged off home well one of the good <laughs> things about a dog park it's a, it's a great way to meet fellow dog owners but sometimes we forget <coughs> to pay attention to the dog and we start chatting away next thing the dogs have disappeared so don't ignore them yeah yeah, and if you want to go out for a social, then go to a coffee shop without your dog. That's what I say. One of my pet hates, and I see it in, um, dare I say, a couple of parks in Hamilton, um, people going into the dog parks. As soon as they get in, they let the dogs off the lead. The dogs just run off and do whatever. They're on their phone talking to whoever, and, and then suddenly, miles away across the edge of the other side of the park, the dog's having a scrap with someone, and there's no way they can manage it. There's no recall anyway. Right. So, yeah, when you go into a park, it's your responsibility to know where your dog is. Love me, love my dog. Alana has texted in. Uh, G'day, uh, Alana, nice to hear from you. Good morning. My dog is three years old. She's a Maltese Shih Tzu cross. Every time we go out walking on a lead or not, he he wants to aggressively bark or snap at large dogs, only large ones. It's (coughs) very embarrassing. Any tips would be great. That's from Alana and Charlie the dog. Charlie. So um, the first thing, if you if you... If you've got a puppy multi Shih Tzu, then you have to socialise them to bigger dogs. This this is more likely going to be an issue, the fact that they didn't see big dogs when, when it was a small puppy. We're scared to introduce big dogs when they're puppies. We have to, otherwise they'll always be scared of them. Okay. Um, what you probably want to do, Alana, is to find, a really, find someone who's got a really nice dog. So go to the park without your dog. Go and chat to people because you won't be able to when you've got your dog with you. Go and chat to them. Explain the situation to someone who's got maybe a nice little retriever or something like that. And then um, just see if you can do a bit of an introduction with your dog. Um, and then they'll know that she's likely to uh, she's likely to bark a little bit. But um, 
you might be able to get a better positive experience that way. And then obviously once you've had the one, then you can do another one and it gets better and better as time goes on. Well Otherwise, done. get a get a trainer to help you. Yeah, someone like <laughs> you would be great. Darren Rowe from <laughs> Mindfulness for Dogs. How do people find you, Darren? Yep, so you can find me on Facebook. Just type in Mindfulness for Dogs. Remember that number four. Or you can do uh, mindfulnessfordogs.com. Um, Yep, you'll find me somewhere. Yeah, brilliant. And just remember <laughs> that app, which is well worth having if you've got a dog, Poor Planet, P-A-W, Planet, grab it. It's an absolute ripper. It's half past nine. You've been listening to Darren Rowe on The Mindful Dog, giving our canine friends a voice throughout the world. To find out more about what we do, visit our website at www.mindfulnessfordogs.com.